Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we have finished up a glorious two-week stint in French at the French Open, Roland Garros. And Bryce, man, what a tournament it was, bruh. How, how was that Roland Garros, Garros experience for you? Um, I'm telling you what, and y'all will continue to say that I'm a broken record on this, but I had such a good time for eight days in Paris um, and finally going to the French Open and there are upgraded facilities. I mean, of course, I was never there for the other ones, but a very modern facility, um, wonderful time. Anybody that gets a chance or has any interest in going to the French Open, going, oh, I'm sorry, Roland Garros, uh, please go. You will not be disappointed. I had a really good time, and I really look forward to going back in the future. Yes. And then you top it off with that experience being good and all the great tennis that came <laughs> out of it. I mean, and I know we're going to jump into all that, but honestly, Isaac, this may have been one of the best French Opens for me personally in a long time. I, I would agree with you. I think there were a lot of good storylines, really, really great matches. Because like we said, the, the first rounders weren't all that popping like we typically see. But as it got into the <laughs> second week, the matches were really, really good. You you that you hit the nail on the head with that because I was, you know, when I was actually at the tournament, I would look at the the order of play and I would be like, and I'm a tennis fan, you know, I follow <laughs> tennis, right? I follow some of the people you don't necessarily hear about all the time, and right. I was looking at the order of play, and there would be maybe two or three matches that I had any real interest mm-hmm. in seeing, but I kind of knew if things kept progressing the way they were in the tournament, that the second week was going to be fire. Right. And, and that it was. Uh Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So brother, how do you want to jump into this? Because yeah, we, we, we've got a lot of draws to, to dip into and talk through. (laughs) 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 I'm going to leave that alone. Um, Let's build our way up. And so we'll start at the bottom. Oh, I shouldn't say the bottom, but the the one that we t- one of the five that we typically review yes. is mixed double. Yes. And it was Kuhoff and Shabamama again. Shibahara. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I still would know know this woman if if I fell into her in the street. Um, maybe I'd run into her Roland Garros trophy. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yes. So they be Bleegan and Elkery. Yeah, maybe? that that works. Yeah, that's good. I, 
oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know none of them either. <laughs> uh, but apparently they were where it's at when it comes to mixed doubles. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, they fought hard to get there, and you know we know we we you know we we support our board Kuhoff, and uh, like I said, Shibahara yeah. is is I, I I have to say I'm actually I I know who she is when I see her now. Finally, it took me a minute, but <laughs> I actually am like, oh yeah, that okay, that I know who that is, and and they worked it out, bro. They got up in that mixed doubles, and they were like, you know what, we're not here to play. We we here to get this title, and they you know they handed out that nice little hope biscuit in the second set and was like, see you later. Right. You know, and, and this Elkery-Vlian um, team, they took out the team that I expected to be in the finals, which right. was um, Melikar and Kevin Kravitz. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, yep. So, but, so shout out to our guy, Kuhoff. We, like you said, yeah, we interviewed him in New York uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, Shabahara. Um you know, uh, they took home the mixed doubles title. Yes, they did. Good on you. Good job, uh, you guys. You, you, that was, yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> that was an excellent yeah. final. <laughs> so, moving on, uh, Mr. Isaac, talk to us about this women's doubles final, but you know you got to start in the semifinals, right? You have to, of course, because, you know, we got our folk up in there, and they they fighting with one another. (laughs) In a good way, y'all. In a good way. It's black-on-black crime, which is all right. You know, we we allow that when it comes to the semifinals of a Grand Slam. But um, but yeah, you had Coco Golf and Jesse Pagula against Madison Keys and Taylor Townsend. And, you know, first and foremost, again, congratulations to all four of those ladies for making the semis of a Grand Slam. That is tremendous. Um, Correct. And, and it was a great match. I mean, it went, you know, six, four, seven, six, which is nothing to laugh at. And, um, you know, they tried to, you know, Taylor and Madison tried to push it to that tie break. But unfortunately, Coco and Jesse just had a little bit too much game. And they were like, nah, we 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 already doing things in the singles uh, singles uh, draw. We we ain't trying to be out here long. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, And adding to the shout outs, man, shout out to Taylor Townsend, because, you know, I saw a post that she put up and she said, you know, the year she went out she made it to the semifinals in doubles at the French. And a year she came back, she made it to the semifinals in doubles at the French. So <laughs> what, what BBD say? Ain't nothing changed, ain't nothing changed. <laughs> you know, hey, hey she, she kept it in there. And so that's, that's amazing right, because, right. like I said, y'all saw how blown away I was when I saw her actually at, in Paris. Uh, at Roland Garros, she looked so good. She looked like she was totally back. Matter of fact, like I said, she looked better now to me than she did before she went out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but it, you know, that's a win having four Americans there in the. Um, uh, and look, four American women, people of color. Right. Exactly. All four of them. Let's not get it twisted. All, all four of them. Whether they claim it or not, (laughs) you know, so that's, you know, really you continue to look at, you know, the, the legacy of Venus and Serena. That's right. Absolutely, man. It was a wonderful thing to see. And so glad that we had an American team in the final. Um, Unfortunately, they had to go against a French duo, which 
after the first set of that final, mm-hmm. Bryce, I was thinking, hey, Americans are going going to raise up a doubles championship, uh-uh. but apparently the French had other other uh, other ideas. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> uh, and I tell you what, I mean, I I knew that I knew that Garcia and Mitlanovic were going to be a problem mm-hmm. for Coco and Pagula because. While Coco and Pagula are both good doubles players, Garcia and Milanovic are great doubles players. Right, right. And they got the hardware to prove it. It could be correct. <laughs> and, um, and I just thought, you know, in the finals of the French, in front of the home crowd, they were going to be a problem. Now, I wasn't like you, Isaac. I didn't actually get a chance to see the match because I, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, wake up like that. Yeah. But the... <laughs> um, so I may would have felt like you did after, you know, watching it and seeing them take that first set, give them a whole biscuit. Right. Uh, but, I, you know, when I woke up, I just saw the final result and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they had opportunities there. They really did. I think it goes back a little bit to what you had even mentioned in regards to some of the changes that at least I would like to see as it relates to Coco in her doubles game. I feel she had opportunities to take that backhand down the line that she didn't necessarily Uh do. There were a couple of times that both Garcia and Ladinovich were like, you know what, we're going to go straight at you. And they were going (laughs) at Coco and especially at Jesse because she by far was the one with the least doubles experience on the court. And Uh they were just going firing balls right at him. And I'm just like, why don't y'all fire some back at them? And, uh-huh. and get them get them thinking, and they just never they never pulled that trigger. And I was really really surprised because I was like, they are shooting the ball right at your belly button. You need to <laughs> you need to. You, I mean, to me, that is a ploy, and it's a it's a it's a great tactic so that you know you, you got to keep them on the toes. And they never did that. And I thought that that was a huge mistake on their part. Now, mind you, Ladinovich is, she, she ain't no joke, man. Now she, there were some volleys when they got close enough to her, she put them away. I mean, she is Uh like, she was like, do not, you know, a respect my devil's game. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try me. Right. Don't try me. But they could have done that with Garcia. And I think that they would have won some points and they, to me, they just got out doubled doubled yeah. if that makes sense in that final mm-hmm. yeah but you know we like all of those ladies yes and, we do uh, so shout out to the uh, the french women for for getting that title i thought i think they said this was the fourth women's doubles title for Mitlanovich. yeah exactly mm-hmm. and um and pagula and uh, and golf i mean what do you say about makoko is that done now no, no, because she was even saying that, you know, her and it was just a scheduling issue this time around. Um, but Coco seems to still be very much uh, locked in with Katie McNally. So Makoko is still going to go strong. Well, I think. I got a question. What yeah. was the schedule problem? Y'all didn't know where the French was? <laughs> but I'm, was, I'm just asking. Did, did, you know, but did she play? Did, did, uh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Katie was. Katie was playing doubles with, well, wait a minute, I got the draw right here. Okay. Um, she had a good, um, she had a good partner, too. Um, oh, yes, yeah, uh, Zhang, that's right, I see that right. now. 
I did. Yeah. I was thinking she wasn't wasn't there, but okay, she was there. So I don't know. They made a they mentioned it and saying that they were still you know together and planning to play uh, more tournaments towards the the rest of 2022. So I, I don't I don't know. That's a great question to understand why they didn't actually join up and play this time around. That's that's a great question. Well. Zhang and um, and McNally were actually the number four seed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, okay. We we'll, we'll, we we we'll keep our good eye out on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know that's. <laughs> I think that one gonna be tricky. <laughs> right. So we, but, we we gonna keep this one on on the level today. So let's go ahead and let's move to the men's doubles. Yes, yes. And you know, four just really good men's doubles players here, right? Absolutely. So you got Dotic, which you know his doubles resume. You know, we don't even talk about that. Uh, Austin Krychek, one of, if not the top, you know, male doubles player from the United States. Well, behind Ram, I guess. Behind Ram, yeah. Forget about Ram. Um, but, but, and it's interesting, they took out Ram. And I was about to say, they took them out, and that's a third set tiebreaker, so there is that. There is that. Um, and then you have Roger, who, uh, again, has has a great doubles history. And then it's our guy, Arivalo, uh, exactly. who we we loved spending time with um, last November at uh, uh, World Team Tennis. So, Isaac, you know, you were getting going before this call <laughs> on this match. You know, <clears throat> give us your assessment. Yeah, man, I, it was a really, really great match. And and I was torn, to be very honest with you, because, again, and we, we had also interviewed um, Austin Krychek at that, uh-huh. that at that same, you know, um, um, uh, 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 the uh, World Team Tennis event. So for me, I was like, man, I don't exactly know who I want to win on this one. But in the, but honestly, it was great tennis. And what uh-huh. I saw was Dodik and Krychek actually, in my opinion, played better than Arivalo and Roger, but when it came down to the critical points, i.e. break points. Break points? Yeah. Yep. Arivalo and Roger were like, we no, no. We I, I I don't care how many you get. You're not gonna convert one. And right. and they just kept fighting and fighting. And I believe they were down match points in in this match. Mm-hmm. That seven six yeah. uh second set, they were down. And mm-hmm. um and they just fought it off. And man, I was so I was really proud of them, man. And Arvalo stepped up and he he played, I mean, well, both of them. They both played really some just straight out gutsy tennis. And I think they outgutted um both Dodic and Krychek. Um, but it was a great doubles match, man. It was really, really good. Any any thoughts on your side, bro? I just thought it was great seeing how much it meant to Marcelo. Yeah. Uh, you know, and knowing, you know, I think they said he was the first Central American to um, to win a major mm. title. Wow. And, 
um, so you know, you love that kind of history, and yeah. like you said, Crycheck was cool, uh, Arivello was cool when we interviewed them both in, in November. So it, it's good to see those guys do well. So very exactly. happy, and, and Roger, too. I mean, he was looking for a new partner, and I guess he found the right one. <laughs> he found the right one, exactly. Yeah, they 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 are doing big things. So congratulations to both teams, they did a great job. Absolutely. So, okay, here we go. It's time to get down to the business end of these draws, right? <laughs> yes. <sighs> uh, both of them just so good. Um, so let us start with the women's draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I, I'll say my little piece. Yeah. You know, we said from the beginning, Isaac, yes. that this was basically Ega's tournament to lose. Yes, we did. Uh, I mean, we understand I wasn't really like going out on a limb. Or anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> come here, I got this tip for you. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, but I think it's time, in case you haven't been doing it, to really acknowledge the tear that this woman is on right now. Right. She right. clowning, man. She clowning. Yeah, it's it's just it's 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 like almost disrespectful. It's like she, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. The way she is beating up on folks, it is literally like she is giving them zero respect when she gets on the court. <laughs> and she's just like, I don't care who you are. Don't care what your name is. Don't care about your star power. You better be trying to get at least three games off of me. Otherwise, because because that's to me, that's the benchmark, Bryce. It's can you right. get a six three set off of Iga Spiatek? Because right. as we've seen. Most of them are bagels, breadsticks, and hoe biscuits, simply put. <laughs> le, ca- le bakery, they fry <laughs> Exactly. That's what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> you, better, you better speak it. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, bro, I'll hand it to you, man. I mean, Sviatek is, she's, she's the real, y'all. She's the real. She is the real, and uh, I. It just makes me really wonder what matchups with her and Barty would have looked like. So mad we don't get to see that. Yeah, I. You know, but anyway, let 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 me stop getting off. We we've been doing this all day today, Isaac. You know, <laughs> getting off track on stuff. But let's talk about this women's draw. And one of the really cool things that I cannot wait to do is uh, remember I told you guys that Katrina Adams had introduced me to Kathy Rinaldi there at Roland Garros and Kathy said she's coming on the show so you know we're we're gonna try to get that together but it's like appropriate really appropriate now because the American women showed up and showed out at the French Open. I mean, we've already talked about we had one semifinals and doubles that were four Americans, two of them making it to the finals. But when you get down to the singles, we had three yep. of the final eight yep. were Americans. That's right. That's right. And with Pagula, she went out to Friatek, but you know, there ain't no shame. In ain't that. no shame. <laughs> ain't no shame in that. Right. Uh, we had the black on black crime with Poco and, and Sloan. So one of them had to go out. But at least the one that stayed in, Coco, made it all the way to the finals. And one thing that I don't think they talked about enough in the broadcasting 
was the fact that Coco Golf, as his teenager, made the finals of both the singles and the doubles. Right, right. Crazy. I mean, what an amazing... I mean, I'm sure if you had gone to Coco six weeks ago and said, look, would you take it if you you made the finals of both the singles and the doubles, but you lost in the finals of both? Uh, she was like, chalk it up. She was like, chalk it up. Chalk it up. Exactly, Bryce. I mean, for an 18-year-old to, again, do that at a Grand Slam level, that that speaks volumes. She should be nothing but proud of all that she accomplished during that complete fortnight. Amazing. Absolutely. And once again, like I said about Pagula, her going out to Shiantek in the finals of the French. There's no shame in that. As a matter of fact, she did get a three. She did get six three. Yeah, she did. She did. So, so respect, respectable, respectable. Yeah, yeah respectable. Um, so really the story for me of the women's draw this year's French Open was, you know, and Madison Keys had a good tournament. And, yep. you know, look, the American women are strong right now and I'm very excited about that and we're, there were people we didn't even really talk about good this time around like Danielle Collins and you know um, still don't Anna know where Samova made a good yeah, run Samova. still don't know where Jim Brady's at but right. you know um, but we've got a lot of really good American women um, so and Coco Golf now ranked number 13 in the world. She's positioned to really crack that top 10 this year. She has a, a solid back end of this year. Right. But like I said, the main story of the WTA right now is Iga. And mm-hmm. I just like, now granted, with Wimbledon, I don't, you know, really know with her in the grass, you know, um, I can't say she's going to go and run all seven there, but the fact that she just went undefeated in the clay court mm-hmm. and, and for her to be mentioning that Rafa's her idol, I mean, that yeah. was very Rafa-like. It, it was. It was dominant. I mean, it was dominant how she went through that draw. A little slight hiccup, you know, against the Zhang, the teenager that mm-hmm. we talked about. But literally, if you look at, check out that first set of that particular match, she mm-hmm. played pretty much flawless tennis. Yep. She did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. She is amazing. And in truth, Bryce, the whole, like I said, grass, Wimbledon, there ain't going to be no points anyway. So for her, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even be stressing it. I'd be like, look, I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at hardcore season. I'm looking at <laughs> summer, summer hardcore season in, uh, in, the, U, in the USAC. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, you heard that's what Osaka said. She was like, shoot, without any points, it's like an exhibition. It's hard for me to get my, my motivation for an exhibition. <laughs> I know that's right. But she's just saying what a lot of them probably feel. Oh, for sure. I mean, seriously, if I'm a top player and I know I'm not getting any points, 
why would I go and play Wimbledon? Because I, I got enough money. And if if it's it, there's always going to be a serious. Now, you talk about the asterisk that they were trying to put on the U.S. Open during COVID. That there is going to be 9000 asterisks against that particular Wimbledon, because a lot of people are not going to show up for it. You, first of all, they already done ca- kicked out the, out the Russians. So not that they would right. be contending, but still, you're you're you know, that's that's what we always argue about when we talk about Margaret Court back in the day. You didn't play against everybody in the entire field of good players and that makes a difference so for me the grand slams it doesn't count and here's the funny thing because you know how much i love martina navratilova and you know i just think tennis is a different sport now it's a different business right now than it was or uh when she played uh at least in terms of scale and so she says, and I believe this to be true in her time, she said points that, I mean, it was about the competition and winning Wimbledon. And she said, you know, when she won Wimbledon one year, they were telling her in the press conference that she was now number one. She didn't even know wow. that she was number one because that wasn't what drove them. Right. Uh, it was winning the titles. And this whole millennial generation and all that, <laughs> they don't care about that. They care about the paper. Where's and they the paper? About, yeah, and they care about the social media exposure and all these other kinds of things. So, right. you know, they, yeah, it may not carry the same way. So you take away points, you take away, you know, their ability to rank high. A lot of their uh, endorsements are tied to, you know, ranking performance and all That's that. Right. Uh, you could you could see people and and here's the other thing if i see people skipping wimbledon i'm assuming they're just going to skip the whole grass grass court season well yeah because it's not that it's only a month a month time frame so in truth a lot of them may use it as a training block exactly so um yeah Get themselves ready for the summer hard courts and and the U.S. Open where they know they'll get some points. <laughs> right, right. So, but anyway, I mean, we yes. we don't know how Eagle's gonna do there, but you know, up through basically, isn't is the only L she took this year the one at Australia? Or she has a she has two L's, right? Yeah, I know she lost to Ostapenko because they, they they were saying that that was one loss, and I can't remember who else she lost to, but apparently it was big hitters. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is this is real Steffi Graf, Martina Serena type mm-hmm. of runs, you know, that we're seeing. And the scary thing is when she was in her acceptance speech, she was saying with her team, OK, things are finally starting to fall into place. Right. So she was like, y'all. Get used to this. The beatings will continue. <laughs> they will continue. <laughs> and and I think foot, she's right. Yeah, Rafa Foot may be hurt, but mine's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. I ain't got that constraint. <laughs> Rafa just fine. Right. I, I, I think it's stuff on you. It's ready to step, bro. It's like what the, these boots are made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> these boots are gonna step all up on you. That's that's yeah. the lyrics of that song for Edith Yatek, yeah. brother. I I really feel like Bryce, she is going to potentially have that type of a year where she yeah, may I, only lose maybe one, potentially two more matches this year. 
I agree. Yeah. And I like the fact that she understands at this point, because, you know, and this is what Christ Chikova may have to learn. You know, Sriatek had to let that devils go. Exactly. Yep. She had to let that devils go, even though she is moving rather expeditiously through her <laughs> uh, opponents. Right. Uh, you know, when you're having that that kind of a run in singles, I mean, I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to the doubles community, mm-hmm. but, you know, you ain't got to necessarily be at peak performance to do well in doubles. Right. And uh, it's a different for, mindset. Yeah, for a variety of reasons. Right. But in singles, you know, playing against the best players in the world, yep. if you playing at that level at that moment, you better take advantage of that window. Ride it to the wheels fall off. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you. So now Coco, even though she lost, what what a great result. You know, obviously, you know, we we expect for this to be the first of many. Yes. A major final she'll be in. I mean, what did you see differently in her game um, here at the French? Because she hadn't had like the greatest start of the year so mm-hmm. far. But what was different here? So, OK. I, and I don't I don't want to, you know, uh, downplay the accomplishment. I, I, I don't. But honestly and, and truthfully, Coco beat the people that she should have beat. Um, I, I think that the 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 match against Sloan was definitely because, again, Sloan is a French Open finalist. So yep. that to me was a step up for her. And she did step up and again, beat her in straight sets. So that in itself was a, a good, you know, a good win. But at the same time, Sloan's game has been off. So did she mm. get the same Sloan that that showed up? in the French Open final against um, against um, um, Halep that particular year. We don't know. She beat Trevisan as she was supposed to. And in truth, I mean, call it what it is. And we love Coco and we support Coco, but Coco got outclassed in that final. Iga, yes. Iga, Iga just dominated her from the start. She had a little bit of a kind of, what do they call those, walkabouts at the end of the second set going into the first where Coco... I, I think she held serve and then broke or or she broke and then held one of the two because she was out to a two love lead. And in fact, I think she was three love. So I think she held, broke and held. And then I think Iga was just like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. I, let me let me let me let me reset, <laughs> you know, and let me get myself back right again. And and it, well, no, 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 that's not right. It, it was because it was 2-1. Coco didn't go up 3-love because, yeah, that's right, because Iga would have then had to have run six straight games, and she didn't do that. But regardless, Iga dominated. And, and Coco, to me, still has a lot of the things that she needs to work on. We saw the double faults show up, unfortunately. Even in some of the earlier matches, they just didn't show up as much and in critical moments. But they did show up. If you notice, she double faulted in the first game of the match. That's nerves. And you can't do that when you are at a Grand Slam final at that level playing that type of an opponent. Um, right. It just immediately in my eyes was like, uh oh, that's not a good sign. A couple forehands that she hit, but barely made it to the net. I was like, yeah, this is this is tough. So I still feel like for me, Bryce, and sorry to talk so long, but I feel like Coco still needs to continue to work on those fundamental things that we've always talked about. She needs to work on that forehand 
and she needs to really go after it. I would much rather her see hit long than to hit mm -hmm. short. I really would. Be aggressive. I'm always of that mindset. Be aggressive. And, you know, because, again, her defense is on point. That backhand is world class. Her volleys and net skills are, are, are exquisite. It's a matter of getting your serve right and getting that forehand right. What about you? What did you think, bro? I agree. And it's just, I think she would have beaten so many other people yes. in a final there. Um, it didn't matter who it was. Against Riyadh, <laughs> it know? didn't matter. It didn't matter. It really didn't matter. <laughs> um, and we said that from the moment the draw came out, we were like, "Do we even need to go through this?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and uh, and and shout out to our friend David who was predicting that he thought the nerves were going yes. to get to Riyadh, and you know maybe there were some nerves there for a minute against Zhang, uh, but. <laughs> well, no, exactly. And and I will own up to this as well, Bryce, because remember in the mid fortnight, I actually did change my 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 prediction. And I went from Iga to Coco thinking that Coco was going wow, to think. Right, yeah, I, I thought that Iga would actually start feeling the nerves and Coco would go out there and be able to play free, whereas it was completely the flip. Uh, Coco was out there thinking about her family and her little brother and, and disappointing them, which I get that 100%. So I'm not faulting her at all. But it was definitely her that felt the nerves. And Iga got up in there and she was like, look, sis, <laughs> baby girl, I appreciate that you just graduated high school, but I, I didn't hit that 21. I'm an adult adult. I can drink. <laughs> I can drink. Coco was like, I'm in Europe, I can drink too. too. <laughs> that's, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but we Iga was showed bottles. We were right? popping bottles for my graduation <laughs> over here. You know how we do. But what she showed her, Bryce, is those three years make a difference. Oh, and yeah. at 18 years old versus 21 years old, I see there, I see Coco being able to be where Iga is at 21, but she's got to shore up again, that forehand and she's got to shore up that serve and, and, and the mental, if you will, because Iga did not, there was no crack in her game. She was like, I am here and I am not trying to let anyone stop me from getting my second French open Roland Garros title. And that's a key point, Isaac, is that she had been there before and, yes. and had, and had done, done it. Yes. You know, so this there wasn't nothing new here. And I'm going to also throw a little something extra out there. Mm -hmm. She continues to draw so many comparisons to her and Nadal. I think during that match, knowing that Nadal had made the finals. Yep. The yep. next day, she would. Uh, no, she wouldn't <laughs> about to bring that bad juju in there. <laughs> she wasn't about to bring that bad juju in there. She was like, um, we, I'm, I'm going to get the party started. And right. We're wrap it up tomorrow <laughs> uh, so with that yes uh, let's transition over to the men's yes yes uh draw and you know we of course we got to back it up right we yep. we can't start at the finals we gotta <laughs> we, we we gotta back this up to the quarterfinals back 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 and, back it up <laughs> yeah because let me tell you what there were 
some major matches <laughs> in these quarterfinals. And you know what? We don't start at the bottom, Isaac. And I just yeah. want to throw this out for you. So at the bottom, Chillage beat Medvedev like he stole something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is shocking on Clay. But at the same time, neither of them, you wouldn't consider this to be either of their favorite surface. So right. I, I, I get it. But at the same time, I would not have ever expected Chillage to be able to take out Rublev. Uh, mm, uh, uh, Medvedev. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, to take out Medvedev. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Yeah, because he took out both <laughs> Russians. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that, yeah, that that was, because uh, Medvedev, he looked like he was playing well on the clay uh, in the previous matches. Right. Right. Yeah, until but... he got to Chillage. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chillage was like, here's a couple of hope biscuits for you. <laughs> <laughs> So, keeping this moving, so Rublev made center tap out. Yes. And um, anything you want to say on that one? No. I mean, I think, you know, we were saying center would have won that match had he not kind of hurt himself. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, there you go. Okay. So, Runa taking out Cesar Pass. Yeah. That was a pretty big win um as well for him which you know i mean i think runa is a, a really good young talent and he's got a lot of skills so expect to see him in the conversation going forward that's for sure all right uh i don't think there was any surprise here of rude over her catch nah nah that was pretty straightforward same with alcarez over hatching off mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, same with Zerf over Zappa. Yeah, Zapata Morales. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about this uh, Nadal FAA match. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. It, like I said, FAA, you know, there was, of course, they were trying to get that whole drama started with the Uncle Tony, and they were putting that to bed quickly. Like, we are not even going to entertain this discussion. Um, Uncle Tony knows we family and family come first. Felix know what's up. So may they may they battle, but I'm I'm aligned with my nephew. And that's what mm -hmm. I, I would expect that hundred percent. So they was trying to cause some drama, but the media, yeah, they were they were not even letting that happen. Right, right. Uh but it was a great match. Five Wasn't seconds. it though? Talk on it, bro. I mean, talk about proud of Felix. He showed up. I cannot because I was in the air flying back oh, from Paris. Oh, that's right. That that's day. right. So I didn't see that match. Yeah, <laughs> no, I watched I watched that match. And, bruh, like I said, Felix showed up. He played a really, really good match against Nadal. And it gave me the perception that Felix is definitely on the list of being able to win a Grand Slam, if not multiple, in his career. I, I, I absolutely believe, based on what I saw from him in that match in particular, mm -hmm. he, he, he can get it done. He can get it done. Yeah. That is good to hear. And then, yeah. of course, Djokovic over uh, Schwartzman. Right. Uh, right. So that was all the fourth round the madness that was going on in the fourth round so let's <laughs> let's keep this party going quarterfinals chillage 
over Rublev. Five nice. sets, seven six in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Battle, battle. Um, again, same thing as uh, the Medvedev Chilich. Uh, neither of their best surface, but again, I wouldn't have expected for you know for Chilich to beat Rublev, but he was like, I'm on one right now, so. I beat your boy, I'm, and and you and, and you ain't you ain't been number one, so I'm, I'm gonna get up on you too. And there you go. Oh my goodness! And then and and then I was just really surprised that you know I, I was expecting for Rublev to establish some order here. Yeah, and take Chilich out, but. Somebody I had seen somebody on Twitter said, you know, this is the the chillage from that US Open. <laughs> <laughs> Just smacking people and then sending them on their way. It really right. was. It was a dominant performance by Chillage. I mean, really, that was a good resurgence from him. And and who must be hating again, not to get completely off course, but who must mm-hmm. be hating the fact that points won't be a part of Wimbledon is Marin Chillage because he's in good form and he's going into grass court, which in my opinion is his best surface. Yeah. It's 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 disappointing that he won't be able to really get anything based on that. Right. Yeah, that that that's very, very true. Yeah. Um so next quarter, the battle of the Scandinavians, and they got, they got, they, look, when you think of Scandinavia, you typically think of, like, cold and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was spicy. It was spicy. Runa, scandalous, scandalous. It was scandalous Scandinavians <laughs> with the heat. <laughs> Shocking, bro. But, but you could see that with Rune. He is an up-and-coming teenager. He's a little spicy. You can see that he he's honestly and not I hope he doesn't turn out like this, but I see him. His ego, in my opinion, is very much Djokovic like when Djokovic was trying to uh-huh. get on the scene and get in that mix with uh, with, uh, you know, Nadal and with Federer. I think he has that ego and I think he will follow it up to really have the game that will be put him in that in that discussion, if you will. But again, mm-hmm. young man, you don't have it. You don't have it now. So Mm-mm. to be kind of questioning and and doing all those little antics, Casper Ruud was having none of it. And you you just don't even understand. Cece Pass is the one out of the next gen that if you gonna get up on somebody, you gonna get up on him. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> don't feel good. Don't feel good about that. Don't feel uh, exactly. Um. Uh, so now the next match is the one where my draw went off. Yeah. Because. I really thought Alcarez was the one person that could beat Nadal here. And I mm-hmm. thought, and then potentially in the semifinals. So I definitely saw him getting through this match with Zerv, but I got to give it to Zerv. Zerv. Zerv played a really good match that day. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's just, that's just what's up, man. He, he he stepped up and because you and I both picked Alcaraz to take that match and and Zverev you know he plays well when he's got a little chip on his shoulder because you know he came out there and was like why Alcaraz getting all all the all the special stuff and getting the good time frames and the good stadiums and he ain't he ain't he ain't where I'm at and blah 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 and and you know I mean you got to go with the hot person at the time so 
you know, while I understood Zverev's argument at the same time, Alcarez is all the buzz. So he's the one that right. is filling the seats and 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 getting that coin. Uh, so the, it's the tournament did what they needed to do. But Zverev went into that matchup with that chip on his shoulder, and he played some outstanding tennis against uh, Alcarez. He 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 took it to him. He did. Yeah. He did. I you know. Uh, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. So, yep. Uh, yep. so Zverev made it through to the semis there. Mm-hmm. And then we had the, the matchup that everybody was looking forward to when the draw came out, you know, right. Nadal versus Djokovic. And, you know, I think in our minds, we had always said this was the revenge match. Exactly. Although this is where my draw blew up. Because <laughs> remember, I thought that Djokovic was actually going to take out Nadal based on the foot issues that we saw him having in the previous, uh, you know, tournament. But Nadal was like, shit, that's why I paid, that's why I paid this doctor bill. Yeah. Now, wait a minute, Isaac, didn't you say at one point that you, you were not going to go against Rafa? I did. And I I did. I was dumb. (laughs) I was dumb. But see, but now, now it wasn't because of, of no data. Again, it was because the foot, I'm going to say the foot, the foots had right. me a little twisted because I saw how he was limping against the Shapovalov in the, in the tournament before. And I'm just like, oh, right. if you ain't 100 percent against Djokovic, that's going to be that's going to be tough. But what I did not or what I underestimated, Bryce, was the fact that, again, at a Grand Slam, you get days off. So yeah. that to me made a huge difference for Rafael Nadal in this particular instance. And he was able to recover, recoup, do the necessary things to get his foot to feeling well enough. And he got about there and he, he was like, listen, Djokovic, listen, <laughs> Novak's eunuch hungry, <laughs> sir. Let me get you these whole biscuits, <laughs> sir. What? <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. We love to see it. Yes, we do. So it blew up my draw, but I was nonetheless happy for it. I didn't even care because I was like, if Nadal can be Djokovic, I will take that any and every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we said, and, you know, that's the result we wanted. Yes. You know, we wanted Nadal to come through. So let's take it to the semifinals. And Casparu was like, Chillage, enough <laughs> of your nonsense. <laughs> No. Exactly. You might have it for them Russians, but you ain't got nothing for this Scandinavian right here, brother. <laughs> I'm going to send you back to the talk to little Runa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so yeah. So, and, and, you know, I was very happy for Kasparud. I mean, who doesn't like Kasparud other than Nick Kyrgios? And, exactly. And obviously Runa. And Runa. Um, but... He's such a nice guy. Didn't you feel like this whole tournament was like a Rafael Nadal Academy tournament? Completely. I mean, you had Rude and you had Fiatek and you had uh, uh, Rafa and, you know, Mm -hmm. Alcaraz. You know, just everybody uh, coming through. So, anyway, Rude gets to the finals. Yes. And then you've got... Rafa and Zerv. And, mm-hmm. and let just tell you this. Although, you know, I was I was fairly confident to, that Rafa would eventually come through, it was way too close for my liking. 
Oh God, yes, yeah. Let 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 us be very clear, Bryce. Sasha Zverev brought some tennis on that day. He, he did. He, he brought some tennis, y'all, and he had me extremely nervous for Rafa because he was playing big boy tennis, and the fact that they went to a tiebreaker was going to another tiebreaker in that second set. Yep. Listen, bro. And and it had been over two hours, and they hadn't even completed the second set. The boy yep. brought game that day, bro. He brought he, his A game. He did. But you know who else was there that day? Huh. Karma. Because <laughs> remember... <laughs> Oh, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it wasn't too long ago when Zerah was taking his racket swinging at that umpire's foot on the That's... chair. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and the umpire moving his foot and trying not to get hit. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll tell you. I, that you. karma is a, is a biatch. <laughs> that karma ain't no joke. Ain't you no know? joke, man. Ain't no joke. Yikes. Can you imagine what that that umpire was feeling like at that moment as he was sitting there watching that in the match? I'm I'm not even going to (laughs) speculate. And, and you know, know, I'm sorry for Zerv being hurt. I don't wish injury on anyone. No, not at all. But, you know, it was just the, the whole poetic nature in which it happened. Yeah, uh, I based upon his own action. Well, yeah, I, but I, you know, I I agree with you, and I I felt I really when he did it in the anguishing and all the crying, I was like, whoa, this this is serious, and you know, it it, it made me feel for him. I mean, like I said, you, you we've talked about it, Sasha, and if, you know, he's not very high on our list because he do stupid stuff outside of the lines. And, 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 and you're right. I mean, honestly, how, how you live your life is important, y'all. Don't, huh, don't, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't, you bring that negative juju, it's going to come back to you. It's, it, it, it's just not, it's not something you want to play with. So be a good person. And, and, you know, I mean, no, no one can guarantee anything, but at the same time, just, just don't be messing with that bad juju, y'all. And I tell you what I I that got me laughing. So they they wheel him off the court, right? Yeah. And then I saw his head coming back out of the tunnel. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, okay, here come Paul Pierce. All right. He <laughs> he, he you know he like to pull this Paul Pierce. And then I saw him actually on the um, the crutches or whatever. And I was like, oh. right. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, because I was thinking if this was a whole Paul Pierce thing about to happen, <laughs> I was like, man, the juju gonna stay bad. Right, right. No, no. He came out. He addressed the crowd. He actually shook the umpire's hand, got a little hug and a little love from Rafa. I actually, like I said, I I felt bad for Zverev. And again, mm-hmm. not as as someone who is not a fan of his. You know, for me, I would like you said, you just never want anybody to go out like that with a, a severe injury, and and especially while you playing some of your top level tennis. Really good tennis, right? he was balling, and it was like him he and Rafa were like, you, okay, we, you know, we we going straight up right now, and you know, no gloves, <laughs> you know, Vaseline on, let's go, let's get it, 
And I, I was really impressed with, with how he showed up in that, in those two sets. Um, but again, you know, you, you just, you just never know, but happy that Rafa of course was able to, to escape and get out of that. Exactly. Which then puts him in the finals, which remember, man, after the Australian open, we were saying, man, what did if Rafa go through and win this French open, he going he had 22. Right. You know, and we were, everybody was talking about Djokovic getting to 21, but here's <laughs> the doll with 22 and then 14. Mm-hmm. I mean, this just ain't even real. And now. Oh, and him, don't, and, and don't, don't miss the fact that, uh, 14, uh, time. Who is that? Pete Sampras. Mr. I, this, I'm the mark. I'm the man. This is this is my record. Yeah, okay. Let me tell you what. Raphael be like, Pete, bring all your trophies. <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> and I will bring my French. That's all. Just one. I will bring one. Right. <laughs> and then I just like toss one of these Wimbledon ones on the top to make you sit down. Get out of here. I have 14. <laughs> Impressed. Ain't nobody gonna ever top 14 again. See, see. Top four, I top 14 in one city. In one. Once <laughs> <laughs> on a on, on a bad ankle. On a bad on foot. On a bad foot. My foot's ain't even hundred percent right, and I got my 14th. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> and and Pat and I'm sorry, I just told you a few minutes ago how much I like him. He's nice and friendly and everything and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to get his wheels blown off in the Ooh, final. Drove, I mean, I mean, knowing that the dolls is idle and, and it was just, it was the perfect recipe for a beatdown. Uh-huh. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened. It was a straight up beat down. He was like, Casper, I, I appreciate you and I'm glad you came to my academy and everything. But then <laughs> practice sets we played, don't get it twisted. Mm-mm. That's why they call no. it practice. Exactly. <laughs> and then Casper talking about I've never beaten him in a set in practice. And I was like, oh, this is not going to be a long match at all. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. It was not. And you know what? And to be honest, if you go back and watch a couple of those games that Casper got, mm-hmm. Rafa was a little loose. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, on he, some he, point. Yeah. He, this could have been a straight up, you know, Steffi Graf feeding every set. Um, I think Rafa was just being very nice because he knew he had the upper hand here. And again, it's a bad matchup because you've got someone, you've got two players that have really, really strong spinny forehands. But to me, and this is kind of what I've, what I had said, if they, if they play each other, it's a bad matchup because uh, Casper cannot flatten out his backhand. His backhand is very loopy and Nadal can crush his backhand. And to me, Nadal was crushing it to the forehand and that would just, he'd get a weak reply off of Casper's forehand and he'd hit it for a winner. And it was just like all day. All day. All day. All day. All day. He was like, you want to make this four out of seven? I mean, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. Because I'm going to keep doing this because it plays to my pattern. It's, yeah, man. That, bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> man, it, it's it's it, I think I think Rafa and Roger are gonna only play doubles 
at, at the Labor Cup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, they're they, both going to be out need, there hobbling. <laughs> right. Well, they, they don't need to play singles because they'll have Medvedev. They'll have um, CeCe Paz. Yep. They'll have a Casper Rouge. Mm-hmm. Ha- um, so there you go. There's three singles. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be no need whatsoever for them to be out there trying to play. No. Why? Rub- oh, Rublev. Rublev, for, uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Team Europe going to dominate again. This year. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump to Labor Cup. But anyway... <laughs> So let's take a few minutes, since this is our last piece here. Yes. What is the significance of Rafael Nadal and what he did? 14 French Opens, yeah. 22 majors, no vax, still not vaccinated, so don't know whether he'll be playing the U.S. Open or not. Correct. You know, what, what, what does this all mean? Honestly, bro, if we're talking actual and factual it may mean that Raphael ends up being the the grand slam singles title leader after all is said and done it it, it really could mean that simply because with medvedev on hard court so he's always going to be a challenge to to novak and then you've got this kid named alcarez who is jumping on the scene trying to be the next rafa and he's Uh going to be giving Djokovic problems I don't know that it's that clear cut that Djokovic is going to get another two to three slams and be able to tie and surpass a Nadal. And mind right. you, Nadal's not done either. So nope, don't think he can't get Kinsey. <laughs> that will be 15 <laughs> French Opens next year. Don't count right. the man out. He may not play anything and just get himself right that for that final French Open, if you will. So but yeah, go ahead, but bro. Let me ask you, but let me ask you this, though. Yeah. For the first time in his career, he has the chance to go for the Grand Slam. He does. He does. Does, does he do it, though? And I don't know with the foot if he if he really will step out there and try i i don't know bryce and like i said you know the whole points thing at wimbledon I he don't said know, bruh. he said in his interview if his body holds up he'll play wimbledon oh okay now see i missed and that said, and he said that after the uh after the final i think honestly and this is just bryce's opinion and i don't i don't i ain't in not the doll's camp or anything Mm-hmm. I think if Nadal would not have won the French, he would he would definitely 100% skip Wimbledon because right. I also think he doesn't want to support it because he was so upset that they had banned the Russians. That they banned the Russians, exactly. And the, right. and the Belarusians. So mm-hmm. I think it would have been an easy skip for him. Right? right, right. But like I said, in all of his years of playing, he's never won the first two, which is funny because He's won the second one so many times. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the one year that he won the, the first, he didn't win the second. The second, exactly. But you don't pass up an opportunity. Well, you know, unless you're Ash Barty. You don't pass up <laughs> an opportunity to go for the Grand Slam. And, we, and wouldn't it be so funny if all this hype was built up for Djokovic to do it last year, and he doesn't, and Rafa somehow pulls it off this year? 
That would be insane, bro. That really would be insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, it, if he goes to Wimbledon and he wins Wimbledon, yeah, yeah. That, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I tell you, bro. It, it, it definitely puts it puts him out there to not be touched. Because again, I think that it's going to be rough for Djokovic to win slams going forward. I really, I well, for both of them, but I do, I will always, again, you know, if, if Rafa has apparently a semblance of health, he's always <laughs> going, to, going to be the top choice for the French Open. I mean, just simply put, even Alcaraz, Novak, doesn't matter. It, right. it will be Rafa's, even next year. I don't care how the man looks. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know? So, I, yeah, man, I, it's it, it, it will be interesting for us to have this discussion post Wimbledon going into the summer hard court, because if like I said, if he happens to, again, play and win Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. Things are going to be spicy for the summer months. They're going to be spicy. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. And um, but anyway, so. You know, we're here kind of at the end. Uh, Isaac, any final wrap-up words for, you know, I, I in the beginning I, I stated what this year's um, Roland Garros was for me. What was it for you? You know, it was a lot of great things, bro. I mean, the fact that, again, I got to see the French Open through your, your POV was also really, really a great thing for myself. And it makes me now want to go over there and actually check out that uh, Grand Slam. So um, so once again, thank you for that. And just overall, man, it was just a great tournament. It was great, a great tennis. And I'm, I'm you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come on both the ladies side, because I think Iga is turning into or is now, if you will, that Steffi Graf, Serena Williams, you know, she's in that sure. mode. And it'll be interesting to see how long she can ride that particular wave. And on the men's side, it's just storyline after storyline, bro. It's just, you know, you've got the up and comers. You've got the, 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 the big, you know, big, big two now, if you will, since Fed is kind of not in the discussion at this point. But how long, how long can they last? It's always been that question. How much longer do we get? So for me, man, it's it's I'm excited about what's to come. And this was a tremendous French Open. How about you, my man? Yeah, I I echo all of that. And just um, it will be very interesting to see where Rafael Nadal is. Come French next year, you know, because this was the first time he's been kind of open about, oh, I don't know. We're going to have to shut this down sometime. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, this ain't going to go on forever. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I like to say uh, we, we definitely, I mean, unless something really goes wrong with the foot, we definitely see him at the at Roland Garros next year, but right. that could be it. Yeah, that could be it. Absolutely. But go on, get it. Get that say, Get that 15, right. pimp. Don't, yeah. don't short me. Don't you short me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Well, we're going to go ahead and jump off and get to our Instagram live because uh, there's some other things we want to talk about. But uh, we will be back next week uh, for our regularly regular weekly show. And uh, But we're going to sign off for now. So uh, on behalf of the podcast, uh, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, be safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.